Welcome to the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. Joining me today, it's American head coach Megan Jebbia. Coach is in her sixth season at the Washington, D.C. base school and has them rolling again. Went to the NCAA tournament last year. They're 20-9 this year, 16-2. They split the Patriot League title uh, regular season this year. And man, what a program they've built. First head coaching job for Coach, she was at Marist for 10 years as an assistant and an associate head coach, and then took over American and immediately went to the NCAA tournament year one, had some down uh, time in the middle, but then has gotten back to the top of the Patriot League yet again. I look forward to talking to her about her program and learn a little bit more about her. Occasionally, we have coaches on that I just think uh, nationally just aren't as well known as others, and I think Coach kind of fits the bill there. So I want to talk to her a little bit more, get some insight about who she is and how she's built such an excellent program at American. But we'll get her on the phone right now and be right back. This is The Jump Around. Welcome back to the Jump Around, and joining me, it is American head coach Megan Jevia. Coach, I really appreciate you taking some time for me. Fresh off of uh, a Patriot League regular season shared title, so congrats to you and your team, and thanks so much for the time today. Well, thank you so much, Blake, for having me. I know we're really excited about the year, and it's awesome to be on the Jump Around, so I'm excited. Well, thank you. Uh, before we get into your team, uh, your your journey to American, um, you, you, you're from the area, you're from the DMV, uh, you played at Towson uh, in your career. When you graduate, I, this is like my one question I always ask everyone that's on, when you graduate from college, what did you envision your next 20 years was going to look like? What were you going to do with your life? <laughs> I think that's probably the hardest question you ask anybody at that point in their life. But um, I don't. I don't think I even knew I wanted to coach at that point. Um, my my college coach basically pulled me aside and said, "Listen, if you if you don't know what you want to do and you want to be like a part time assistant for us after you graduate, you know, we'd love to have you. And you know, you could try to figure it out after that." And so I was like, "Sure, I'll I'll try that and see." And then from there, she had a connection. Um, with Jeff Thatcher, who was the head coach at American, funny enough, um, for a GA spot. And he was looking for somebody the following year and offered up my name. And so I contacted Jeff. And so it's kind of been full, full circle for me because I started here at American as a GA and went about my business as being a full-time assistant at other places and then finally came back as a head coach. So it's it's been a pretty awesome experience uh coming back to the dnd yeah with the exception of of one year at wright state you've just kind of hugged the atlantic ocean is that is that just an is that intentional or is that just kind of how things work out (laughs) well i will say that when i went out to wright state i was like man you can see kansas from here (laughs) the land was flat i was like i just was i was out of my element i think a little bit um i will say the people were great uh the fans were awesome um, it was a nice place to live, but it was just not the same for me. Um, so when I got the call from Coach Georges at Marist, I was like, yes, I want to come back east. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how it worked out for me. Yeah. Well, you spend um, the majority of your career at Marist as the associate head, and that's a, a program who is amongst the most consistent mid-majors in the country with Brian mm-hmm. Georges at the helm. Um, what were some of the biggest takeaways you, you got from from good old Marist in Poughkeepsie, New York? 
Well, I, I will say that the fan support was awesome. I mean, as far as like just having, you know, day in, day out, game in, game out, you had 1,200 to 2,000 fans there for women's basketball. For a mid-major, that's, that's outstanding. Yeah. So the community just being involved in what you do and knowing everything about you. I mean, you couldn't go to the grocery store without people asking you, you know, about the next recruiting class or whatever it is, or, you know, congratulations on your, on your win last night or whatever. So I love that about living up there and how engaged and involved the community was. Mm-hmm. As far as coach George's is concerned, he's obviously my mentor. Um, he's somebody that I admire and his coaching, um, philosophy and how he goes about his business is outstanding. I think he's one of the, the best coaches in the country as far as X's and O's are concerned. And I think he, puts people in the right spots and he understands how to make adjustments in games. And he just basically taught me kind of what I've always wanted to learn about the motion offense and um, just how do you deal with players and, and how you go about your business the right way and doing things. Like he, he always used to say that you can look at yourself in the mirror at the end of the day and feel happy about what you see and you're doing it right. Mm. And so that's just something I've always taken away from him. So I, I give a lot of thanks to, to the success we've had here because of him. Yeah. Well, when you when you do leave, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if, when you're somewhere for ten years, like you were at Marist, when you leave and take a head coaching job, that would that would signal to me that you felt very comfortable and confident with that situation. What was it about American that made you decide, okay, yeah, I'm going to make a major life change. I'm going to move to you know one of the biggest <laughs> cities in the world, and I'm going to take over. Uh, my head, my first head coaching job. What was it about American, about DC, that made you want to take that leap? Well, I kind of think you hit the nail on the head as far as it's I'm from the area. Um, my whole family lives down here, so my parents are still in Frederick. My um, brothers live down here in Annapolis, so it's just coming home and having that that um, kind of security blanket a little bit, right? The people mm-hmm. that you trust the most are right there and have your back and. And I will say that the um, SWA uh, that was that's here currently, um, she I'd known her for years, and she called me right away when the former coach at AU left um, to take another position, um, and I and I just trusted her. Um, so that was was easy. And I think the other thing is, like you said, it's never easy to leave winning. I think that's one of the hardest yeah. things to do. Yeah. And when you're winning like we were winning at Maris, and you know you have this opportunity, and you kind of said it uh, earlier that like you don't leave unless you know it's the right situation for you. And going home and being surrounded by people I know and working for an SWA that I've already had a relationship with prior to um, just just made it right for me. Well, it's interesting too because yes, you leave winning and then you immediately win at American. You go tw- <laughs> twenty two and ten. Uh, you make the NIT and then year two you go twenty four and nine. Uh, and go 16-2 in conference, win the conference, and go to the NCAA tournament. Man, is you, so you're like, oh, this is easy. Being a head coach, this is easy. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, everybody <laughs> told me, you know what? Your first year, it's, it's, it's I don't know, it's going to be like the, um, I can't remember the word they used, but it was like the beginning of a relationship. It's going to be great. You know, everything's going to be awesome. And then the second year's going to be terrible. <laughs> and then I was like, the second year's not so bad. <laughs> it was the third year for me. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I, you know, you got to give credit to uh, Matt Corkery, who was here before me, who brought in some great recruits. I mean, honestly, he had um, uh, some awesome players here for us to, to kind of develop a little bit more and get them trying to do what we wanted them to do. And, and Alexis Dobbs and Jen Duniak, I mean, those kids were really good. And so it was just a matter of them buying into what we were trying to teach. 
um, and getting them on the same page. And it just it just worked out for us. Yeah. Well, you mentioned year three, and it was a tough year. You you go eight and twenty three uh, after winning the NCAA tournament. Yes, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But uh, for yeah. for those who aren't aware, I mean, you go from twenty four wins in an NCAA tournament to eight wins. Uh, that, yeah. that I that had to be difficult. So, um, what was that year like for you? Well, to put it into perspective, for me, I had had twelve straight twenty-win seasons, coming from wow. Brian for the wow. ten years yeah. there, then the two first years here, and then to go to eight wins. It's been a long time <laughs> that, that I've had to experience the losing, and so. I think if it was my staff, they would say, like, it was it was the most trying year of my coaching profession, professional life. But I think, you know, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about making sure that you go over all the details because they didn't get it. <laughs> you think they get it and you move on because <laughs> you know you need to move on. But they didn't get it. And so I... I we got reached the point that year in practice where I was throwing my assistants into practice because I felt like the team would practice harder against my staff than they were against each other. Um, so it was one of those types of things. There was a lot of yelling, <laughs> uh, a lot of tears that year, yeah. losing a lot of games by like five points or less. It was frustrating. Um, but that group is now see the, the 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 group that was freshmen that year are now seniors this year, yeah. which is a pretty awesome thing for them to have to go through eight wins, fifteen wins, and then twenty twenty six or whatever it was, and now this year. So yeah, yeah, it was twenty six. Don't act like you don't know. Come on, yeah, <laughs> whatever it was, I yeah. can't remember. Yeah, it was. We were like twenty six and seven, sixteen and two, but who's counting? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're sitting at twenty nine, sixteen and two again this year um, for. I guess I'm, I want to see how I'm trying to word this. Um, when you talk about, and we'll move, well, I promise we'll only talk about winning after this, but when you talk about that, that tough year and just the tryingness, like, I mean, more specifically, if you, if you'd be willing to, like, what does that look like? I mean, when, I mean, is it just, is it coming into the office and feeling dejected? Is it, you know, are you calling yeah. every coach that you've ever known and say, what am I doing? Like, what, what does it look like? Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I would say it's more of really like sitting down with my staff and talking about where we are and what's where our problem. What, what are the problems? Is it the defense? Is it the offense? Is it the synergy on the court? What what, what is it? Is it just you know the kids don't get along? You know, but it was it definitely wasn't that. It was more of just a lack of experience. I mean, we graduated three seniors that started the year before the player of the year. Our best player coming back tore her ACL 10 games into the season, and she was a senior, so she was done for the year. So we didn't even have her when we got to the conference. And now we're starting two or three freshmen. So, I mean, I kind of knew, and then the sophomore class didn't play at all as freshmen. So you've got, I think, two kids on your roster that had any type of real game experience. So it's, it's really more about just being patient and realizing, like, at some point I think I had to say to myself, my expectations had to change. It mm. wasn't, mm. I had to change what I thought I could do. Yeah. I was thinking maybe we could be a 500 team that year. That's what I was hoping for. And I just had to change my expectation. And that helped me get through it emotionally. Because, it, you know, at some point you just, you keep, you, you know, it's like beating your head up against the wall. Like you're close, you're close, you're close, and you can't pull it out. Yeah. So, you know, what is it about that? And I just think sometimes the only way you can get through that is by having the game experience. Um, and realizing that, you know, a play there, uh, a made three throw there, whatever it is, um, could 
you know, change the course of the game. So, uh, yeah, it was a real growing. And I told the, told my staff and I told the team, I never want to go through that again. We have got to regret <laughs> yes, better yes, players. Yes, to be so clear. that never happens again. <laughs> so, uh, so we're on, on the warpath to find better players every day so that doesn't happen. Well, it worked out, right? Because uh, it hasn't. It did. It hasn't. Um, you mentioned your staff, and I do want to bring it up. Now, look, every coach loves their staff, and they have the greatest staff in the country. Like, okay, like we get it. But you actually <laughs> have had your your all of your assistants have been there for your entire tenure, uh, which is pretty yeah. rare to see, especially at the mid major level. What is it about? Uh, what is it about your staff that kind of makes you guys unique in that regard? I don't, you know, I'm not sure. I think they believe in what we do. I, I think that's part of it. Um, they, they're enjoying the success. Um, and I think we try to keep it light. We try to have fun. I, I really do. I mean, I come into the office, we tell stories, we joke around with each other. I mean, I think if you asked our administration, they would say that um, they just love being around us because we try to, I mean, and the whole family thing, I know that's uh, yep. redundant. You hear that all the time with every program, but we do try to do that. And I think... Um, you know, I'll be the most happy if, if and when they leave to get head coaching jobs. Like, that's my goal for them is that they leave this program and they take that, that next big step, that big scary step <laughs> that you have yeah. to take um, and, and be successful with it. That's what I'm hoping for them. But, yeah, I'm so so fortunate and blessed to have them still here. Um, and it makes it makes our lives easier. It makes the transition from class to class sure. easier, sure. you know, as, as you bring in different different players. So, yeah. Yeah. Something else that you guys do that I think is pretty unique is that you bring on guest coaches to be a part yeah. of your of your team and for a game and um, and everyone from uh, the president of your university to David Aldridge. I mean, you guys have had a pretty wide um, birth of people. What is that about? Why do you guys do it? I mean, it seems it seems like a pretty cool thing. Well, I think um, the former staff that was here had done it. Uh, Coach Georges at Maris had done it. So I, I mm. kind of learned it from those two. But, you know, they wanted to keep it going when I got hired. And I said, absolutely. Like, I think it's more getting the community, the AU community involved in your program and allowing professors and deans and all those people to understand what these players have to go through on a daily basis. They get to see that it's not just like we roll the ball out. I mean, there's a game plan, yeah. there's strategies, there's a lot of things involved, and they get to see them in a different, the players in a different light, not just sitting in a classroom answering questions or getting great grades and all that kind of stuff, but there's more to it, and there's a lot of time that they have to put into it. So we've had some really cool guest coaches, I will say. I think Susan Rice was on our bench last year, which was really cool. Um, and being in D.C. in the political scene, and I mean, you can only imagine yeah. that um, that was pretty neat. Who, pretty cool for us. Who, was there anyone above everyone else that was, like, extra into it? Oh, well, Susan Rice was really into it because she played. And, <laughs> okay. our, and our president, our current president, Sylvia Burwell, um, also played. And they were teammates at Oxford. So wow. they, when they sit on the bench, they are not who you think they are <laughs> they're screaming and yelling they're sitting like a basketball player you know legs open they're crouched down yeah. they're like into it so i love seeing uh, political figures like that really into it and, and getting engaged that's so yeah great. they're uh, competitive yeah that's good stuff uh with you guys in your non-conference you you had a really challenging non-conference schedule this year uh, yeah. And you're a team that isn't afraid to play people. But really this year, I mean, you play Stanford, Florida Gulf Coast, you play Penn State, you play Ohio. I mean, you, you went through a pretty rough gamut there. And then you had that stretch in the middle. Again, I told people you're, you're 20 and 9 and five of those losses came in a row uh, in December to Virginia, at Virginia, at Penn State, at High Point. 
and then against Ohio and then at Bucknell. So pretty, pretty yeah. tough run of games. Uh, is it difficult? Because you knew you had a team that could compete to make the NCAA tournament. You knew you had a good team this year. Uh, is it yeah. difficult, though, when you're in the midst of a five-game losing streak to keep going, or were you guys able to pretty much stay on path? Well, you know, I wanted to challenge them for that reason because it's it's mentally tough to go through that. We didn't win a game in December. Um, so, And we only played four games, but still yeah. not being able to pull off one of those wins. And, you know, my goal going into this non-conference was, you know, man, if we could be like five and six or flip the six and five, I, I would be really happy with that because you just don't know. I mean, there's, there's no, like, certain win on the schedule that you're looking at. So... Yeah, I mean, Virginia, we, ha- we had a chance at the end of that game to, to win it, and we didn't come through, and I thought, man, if we could have just won that, we would have gone into Penn State a little bit differently. Yeah. And then High Point, we go into that game, and two of our, our leading scorers were injured. So that one was playing with a back injury, the other was playing with a foot injury. So we just weren't ourselves. Yeah. And then Ohio U, they come in, they hadn't lost a game. I mean, I, he's done an outstanding job with that program. Yeah. And we compete, but we're just not good enough. And then we have to open up with Bucknell at Bucknell. So I wasn't sure, you know, what was going to happen because we were four and seven at that point. You know, we played Bucknell. We, we kind of get our heads handed to us. Um, and then it's like, all right, well, if we could just get a couple wins under our belt, things will start rolling and we'll feel much better and that's really what ended up happening is we just got a couple wins and then it just kind of grew from there and the freshmen kind of grew into their roles and it just you know with the injuries because we've had two injuries to two of our uh, starting guards we, they were out one was out a month the other one was out two weeks so it's like now we have to fill those roles and it's been up and down because they were out and so freshmen had to step up now they came back now the freshmen had to figure out how to come off the bench again so mm. it's just it's been a difficult year because of all that. Um, but I feel like where we are right now is a good place. We've gotten a lot better in the last month, I would say. So I'm pretty pleased. Yeah, and to be clear, for people who aren't aware, after that losing streak, you won a 15 in a row. So it worked out okay. Yeah. I mean, you're all right. You guys did okay. But I didn't expect that. <laughs> I gotta say, I did not expect that. Uh, well, now you guys go into the Patriot League tournament as a two-seed. Uh, you will play the winner of Lafayette and Army on Monday. Uh, what is it? You guys played on Wednesday. Uh, if people are listening late, they you played on Wednesday, March sixth, and you won't play again until Monday, the eleventh. Uh, what does that time in between look like for you guys? Well, we we um, actually are bringing our mental performance coach in today to sit down with the team and talk to them, just you know, to get their heads right for the postseason. I know they're excited, and that's great, but I think it's it's how you approach that postseason. That, so a little bit of rest, I would say, um, getting sh- shots up and stuff, but just really working on the things that we that we need to have ready for either Army or Lafayette on Monday. Um, they're both post-oriented teams, so uh, we have to make sure that we're working on our post-defense. Just just things like that, you know, little little wrinkles here and there. But um, I, I think for the most part at this time, it's, it's like mentally getting yourself in the right place and then physically just taking care of your body. Yeah. Sure. Um, speaking of taking care of your body, uh, I, I wanted to ask uh, ask you this. So, how uh, you you've injured your ankle recently? Is that correct information? Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, I've had a rough year. I don't know if you know anything about that, but ever since we won last year, I've had a slew of like little things that have happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, my dog bit me in May, and I had to get stitches. Oh. <laughs> um, I yeah, it was great. I had poison ivy during July was. <laughs> Uh, last year, so that was rough. Then I had a raccoon in my garage. It was like a murder scene. I was trying to get out of my garage. I'm telling you, I've had so many things happen to me. But 
But anyway, so the other day, this is like a couple weeks ago, we're in film session and we're sitting there watching film and we're going over stuff and this is not the first time it happened to me, but it's the whole team and we're talking about the game plan for, I can't remember who we were getting ready for. And I'm sitting there with my legs crossed and unbeknownst to me, I didn't realize my legs fell asleep. So film session's over, we turn on the lights, I get up, I don't, I find my legs asleep. I try, I put my foot down to go walk out and I totally sprained my ankle and everybody's like you know the, you know how kids are the players are looking at me like they don't know if they should laugh yes if they should say are you okay and i'm limping out of the locker room my staff is laughing at me i'm like i'm fine i'm fine <laughs> but yeah i had to get i have like a great one great one ankle sprain from watching film oh <laughs> that is amazing it's just it's just unbelievable um but you know they they i think they felt they felt a little bad for me the team did so yeah, that is really <laughs> it's okay uh, i'm good now I would be. I would not be doing my job if I did not follow up about the raccoon situation. <laughs> don't cross your legs, whatever so, you do. Yeah, yeah. Don't cross your legs about the situation. Yeah, but yes, but uh, <laughs> to the raccoon. I, I need. We need to talk more about this raccoon in your garage. Oh, jeez. Okay. What, was it a big raccoon? Was it a small raccoon? So- so the night, so I heard something in my garage, but I just thought it was, the, why did it look my garage? I heard something, and I'm like, maybe that's the neighbor. Mm-hmm. I never really hear the neighbors, but I thought, well, maybe it's the neighbors. So I didn't think anything of it. I go to bed. I get up the next morning. I go in the garage. I open up the garage door, and I have a dog. So I'm taking the dog outside, and the dog is, like, scrambling over to the corner of the garage. And I'm like, what is she doing? And I turn the corner, and the raccoon is curled up in like a potting uh, potting plant thing. And I'm like, oh my God. So I, and then I see blood all over my garage floor. And I'm thinking, is it injured? Like, yeah. I wasn't sure what happened. So I take the dog out because I want to get the dog out of the garage. Because like, who knows what would happen if they, those two got tangled up. <laughs> right. And so the raccoon gets out of the potting plant, is walking in the garage limping. And I now I feel bad for it. I'm like, oh my God, this sure. poor animal. <laughs> I'm thinking, do I, what do I call animal control? What do I do? And I think what happened was it was trying to get out of the garage because there's like light that kind of shines under the garage door. So it was scratching to get out of the garage and it hurt itself from trying to get out. <laughs> um, and then it just limped out onto the driveway and off to the neighbors. And I was like, oh, it's gone. So I'm good. <laughs> so then I had to clean it. <laughs> no I'm never problem anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm just telling you, like, there's so many things. I got to get my wisdom teeth out in a couple of weeks. I mean, there's just so many things. I, oh, no. That have gone wrong. Yeah. You're supposed yeah, to do that when rough. you're like 15. The wisdom teeth, you know? You're supposed to get those out when you're in, like, high yeah. school. Yeah. I'm, like, 46 years old, and i got to get my wisdom ah, teeth out. So that's, it's going to be right before the final four, so that'll be fun. <laughs> fun time. Hey, is that, is, but is it worth it if you make the NSA tournament, right? Because you make the NSA tournament, and then you get all these plagues. But, you know, maybe that's just the trade-off, right. right? I guess that is. I hope that's right. I hope this is good. This is good luck in some way. Some good karma coming my way. Yeah, absolutely. I need some. <laughs> um... I will we'll finish up with with your team again, uh, and those were incredible stories. Thank you. Who knew who knew that ankle story was so good? Uh, but for people who uh, haven't watched your team, don't know anything about you, um, what is it that makes you guys interesting? What makes you different? What is it about your program that uh, I guess you would want people to know about? Um, I probably would say what makes us interesting or different is is just how well. You know, we share the basketball. Um, if you're talking about on-the-court stuff, you know, I think the, you know, we lead the league in assists per game, and I think that's uh, a credit to them. Um, but we have some really 
outstanding individual talent too and I love that we're kind of forming into one of those teams where we're harder to guard each and every day we go out on the court because we have people that are becoming more and more confident um I, I love how our defense is evolving uh, we're getting a little bit better at guarding our individual players um and we rotate well and things like that so you know it's just it's all all the way around I, I would say it's just very team oriented in everything we do it's not we don't play isolation basketball for the most part <clears throat> um we run a motion offense so they they've learned how to read and react to each other and i think that's what makes this team great and i think that that's what made last year's team great is that they because they had played with each other for so long that they understood where they were going to cut what type of read they were going to make off of screens um and deliver the ball in time so it's a, it's a fun way to, uh, to play um and a good brand to, to watch yeah well you have built something special there's no doubt about it and uh congratulations on, a, on another great regular season again 20 and 9 16 and 2 in conference they they rank in the top 80 percentile in pretty much every offensive category but coach i really appreciate your time and thanks for sharing a little bit about your team and best of luck to you in the patriot league tournament like thanks so much for having me on i appreciate it well, thanks again to Megan Jebbia, head coach at American University, a team that uh, is absolutely worth watching, and they're going to be dangerous if they're able to sneak into the tournament. Thank you for listening to The Jump Around, whether you listen on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen, it's appreciated. If you listen on iTunes, can leave a rating and review. That would be appreciated as well. You can find me always on Twitter, at Blake Dudonis. And until next time, this is The Jump Around. <laughs>